everybody, we are live. It is Rob Keats hosting GoldSilverPros.com Tuesdays, Cowboy Metals live broadcast at 2 p.m. Central Time. It's March 21st, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the program. We're going to make sure that we have all of the sound and everything that we need for the program before we get started. We do. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, Neil Hans Dynasty, Original Intent, Dworm Honig, everybody that's joined. We have a poll up today. The rush is dumping a swift signals the end of free banking era. Will super banks take over? Yes or no uh, options there for you. We're going to talk about swift and in light of the recent banking situation and in light of the central bank digital currencies, putting pieces together as we see how all the pieces are falling into place. And uh, for original intent, keep saying that Russia hasn't dumped swift. Yes, they have for internal transactions. And I'll, I'll show you the the news there. I don't want to argue about it. You're free to argue if you want, but they basically have have dumped SWIFT and it won't be long before they dump them in international transactions. And I'm going to explain why that's going to be uh, the case. So we'll go ahead and get started with uh, the share screen, if you will. And we're just going to go to a series of events which in which essentially you see China and Russia separating themselves from the West. So in this particular case, it doesn't have to do with SWIFT. It has to do with Chinese brokering a diplomacy deal between uh, old rivals Saudi Arabia and Iran. Now, why would they be doing that? Because think about the the West influence on that area with regards to oil and, and other uh, military alignments and, and financial alignments. The petrodollar, if you will, had to do around the United States and Saudi Arabia. And the United States oftentimes played in the political sandbox in the Middle East, pitting people against each other. Well, now two of those people are coming together that that wouldn't one wouldn't expect, and that's Saudi Arabia and Iran. And that's based upon the Chinese brokering that deal. And the reason this is impactful financially, because it has shifted the uh, influence in that region, not only around the oil supplies, but around that region politically, more towards China and Russia. And this has been going on for a while. Saudi Arabia, of course, basically uh, told America to to flip off in the last couple of years with some of their political uh, maneuvering. Well, more of that tends to be happening here is Russia welcoming China in proposals for resolving the Ukraine war, which was met uh, with by the Western press with extreme uh, just protestations like China should not be brokering a peace agreement between Ukraine or Russia. Why is China stepping in here politically? Because they can, because people are rejecting the West. And this is what this podcast is all going to be about. Ways in which the rest of the world is openly rejecting the West and how what that's going to manifest like in the banking and the, and the financial system. Here's a good article from Foreign Policy about what Ru does Russia's removal from SWIFT mean for the future of global commerce. So to clarify, Russia uh, Central Bank or the Russian government has basically ordered the participating banks in Russia not to use SWIFT for internal, uh, for internal basically uh, the transfer. It's not even a transfer mechanism. SWIFT is a system that's used uh, 42 billion times a day, by the way, 42 billion times a day for sending messages about bank transfers and other banking businesses. There are several components to it. The biggest one that everybody's aware of is the wire system, which you can, you can, send the intent to send a wire over SWIFT and SWIFT is that communication mechanism. Of course, you still have IBAN or international banking account and other systems, but SWIFT is the dominant one. It's 42 billion 
of these messages and transactions occur every day. So obviously, if Russia is dropping out of the system that facilitates 42 billion transactions a day, uh, they're no longer, they're signifying that SWIFT is no longer part of Russia's focus. Now, Russia is keeping it to deal with international transfers, but I think that they're getting ready for blockchain. And I think that uh, people are moving away from SWIFT. And I'm going to show you how SWIFT has been trying to keep themselves relevant in the face of the blockchain, but I think the blockchain is going to replace it. So this is SWIFT and understanding the system, just an, an article I'm going to throw out here. This is where I got the 42 billion messages per day right down here. Uh, 11,000 global SWIFT member uh, institutions that represent 11.4% increase over 2020. They're by far the dominant uh, facilitator in terms of bank transfers and other messaging that goes along the system. And this basically goes into their pieces, SwiftNet, FIN, Interact, File Act, Web Access, so on and so forth. Well, SWIFT has been working in the tokenized assets arena. So I'm off their website and they're talking about five takeaways from their groundbreaking experiments. And in here, they're trying to say, hey, you need SWIFT in order to facilitate these international central bank digital currency transactions. And they're talking about how SWIFT could be the single access point to these tokenization networks. So in other words, what the West is trying to do is use the existing bank system SWIFT to control all of the uh, communications for central bank digital currencies or any digital currency for international transactions. And that's why the US in particular and other Western nations have started cracking down on the digital currencies, on uh, FTX, and on Signature Bank after they, they had that deposit run last week, even though Barney Frank said they shouldn't have been closed, some people think that they're they're picking on the banking on and off ramps. Why would they pick, be picking on the banking on and off ramps into digital currencies? Because they wanna control it. And they also wanna control the flow, but I think what's gonna happen is the digital currencies are gonna circumvent it. If you look at what else SWIFT is doing, uh, paving the way for use of CBDCs, SWIFT is saying, Bring your CBDCs, but keep SWIFT, and SWIFT can be the messaging mechanism. In other words, it could be the Rails system or the Glues system that puts everything together and allows the existing banking system to take on central bank digital currencies without having to redesign the whole thing. So if people are wondering, how are they going to roll out central bank digital currencies without redesigning the whole thing? What they basically want to do is just use an amount, they want to use the existing system to facilitate the new, except for you don't need it because on the blockchain, it does a more efficient version of this. Here's a good article on uh, Pencer, Swift versus Ripple, the fight for better, faster, cheaper bank transfers. You can see that the transaction cost, and we go down here and look at that graphic, the transaction cost for sending over the existing Swift or wire system is so much more expensive than Ripple. And if you combine Ripple with the protocol XRP, with the blockchain XRP, then you can see that there's a 42% reduction in payment costs that SWIFT doesn't want the world to know. SWIFT's like, no, use our system. It's existing. We have 11,000 institutions. And Russia dumping SWIFT and China potentially dumping SWIFT for international transactions plays more to the side of cryptocurrency. Because yes, they do have their, their existing systems, but they're not as none of the systems are as robust potentially as the cryptocurrencies. Here's a good article on Cointelegraph talking about how blockchain is an answer to Russia's settlement issues. According to their banking executives, there's no technical reason for them not adopting it. But it, here's a good quote. Because it's distributed ledger, there's no single point of decision making, no center, no switch that can be turned off. In other words, to avoid sanctions. 
uh, everyone has records, everything, and there are special protocols that allow you to do this confidentially. And the next generation payment systems are blockchain. So the Russian banking system is basically saying, forget SWIFT altogether. We want to move to uh, digital currencies because they're more efficient and cheaper than SWIFT. And if you're sanctioning us anyway, why would we stay into SWIFT? And that's why Russia has basically said, we don't need you anymore. We have the system that we need. This technology is called blockchain. It exists. We're starting to use it and it's cheaper than SWIFT. And while SWIFT is trying to basically put together this system to maintain control, because I think what the bank, the Western banking system wants to do is use SWIFT to facilitate cross-border transactions. Now, whether they're going to integrate XRP or, or Ripple or some other type of blockchain technology and software to facilitate that, I don't know. But it sounds as though rushing getting out of SWIFT is basically... Uh, fostering in the central bank digital currency era. And I think now we're going to have a multipolar world in which the banking system is really not connected because you're not going to have every country going over the same system. You're going to have different systems. You have the chip system in China. You have another system in Russia that they're developing for payments within their currencies, within their regions, which could easily expand it out. But I think the real solution is blockchain. And I think those central bank digital currencies, blockchains are going to basically take over for SWIFT in, in these types of systems. Now, it's interesting that they're still wanting SWIFT to take control. What that tells me in the West is whether it be XRP or some other competitor uh, protocol or piece of technology, it's not quite ready yet because why would you need SWIFT? So I, I think what we're going through is this weird transition of the banking system is not quite ready for the digital currencies just yet. They're trying to get their ducks in a row. At the same time, they're dealing with this banking crash that I think came before they wanted it to. The reactions of the Fed and the Treasury towards how they're handling this bank crash seem to me to indicate that they weren't quite ready to do it just yet because the way that they came out and just clamped down on everything and said, here's winners, here's losers, here's what we're going to backstop tells me that they're not quite ready. So I don't know of all the working parts needed for the Fed now system and the digital dollar and that central bank digital currency are actually in place. I think they're scrambling. And I think they're using technologies like the olding banking system and SWIFT in order to, to maintain that control. Because think about it, if you have 11,000 participating entities, why would you get rid of that if you're going to introduce the digital dollar? So I think they're trying to use the existing system as a wrapper around CBDCs. And then as they develop the CBDC technology, they're going to start removing that wrapper. They'll get rid of SWIFT eventually. They'll get rid of So there's going to be a transition. That transition probably is going to take five to 10 years, I would think. It takes about a generation to get people to switch banking systems and monetary systems. IMF's done a lot of research on that. So I think effectively what we're seeing now is the central bank digital currency system being born. Everybody knows it. Everybody's getting out of these older systems. Russia knows that SWIFT is not going to be the long-term system for international transfers. It's going to be some sort of ledger system that it's not quite set yet because we know everybody's sort of testing their own, but nobody said we're going straight to it. The Chinese even tried to go to the central bank digital currency and had all sorts of issues. So I think we're at that early adoption stage of not only digital currencies, but central bank digital currencies at which they're having to roll it out while they keep the, the zombie dead man walking banking system pumped up with money. And then it's going to be interesting when the dollar finally collapses as a world reserve currency and when the international system collapses, will they have enough pieces in place? Will they have the rail system in place 
in order to facilitate the new system or is it coming too quickly? I see signs it's coming a little bit too quickly for them and they're trying to roll all this stuff out. And you, But you see it in the news. You see them saying, okay, Swift is here. We're going to use it. We want everybody to buy in. And the rest of the world saying, well, no, since we're having this geopolitical conflict and we're realigning on new commodities trades and the world's realigning, you know, we no longer have petrodollar. Saudi Arabia is out. A lot of the Middle East is out and they're going to go side with Russia and China. It seems as though all of this global realignment is realigning as fast as the financial system can handle it and as they're putting pieces in place. But I think some of this legacy technology like SWIFT is going to remain here in the meantime so that the West can use that adoption to get people into the new system. So you go back to what I was saying about bank accounts. The reason they're going to do negative interest rates in the banking system is to get the older people, the people that are more settled in with existing systems to accept that system in that. And then they'll roll out as that generation ages. And as we get younger people into more of the digital life and the digital currency and meta and all that digital life, the, you know, the transhumanism, the the living a digital life, living in a digital virtual reality, as they move us more to that digital society, they're going to move us through existing systems into new ones. And that's why SWIFT is still here. That's why the banking system is still here. And eventually they'll start getting rid of that and saying, oh, we're faster, more efficient. Let's totally do blockchain. But they got to get people into it first in a mechanism that people will understand and adopt and if they can make that transition to the actual digital letter ledger and the central bank digital currency less disruptive to people on an everyday basis, that's how they're going to get adoption. And that's what they learned over the Chinese experiment. And the other experiments about rolling out central bank digital currencies is you need to make it as seamless and as easy for people to accept as possible. And as soon as you do that, they'll adopt it. So that's how SWIFT's fall could affect the banking system. If Russia and China and other people get out of SWIFT too quickly, it could cause that system to lose credibility and they may not have the transition system they need in place to get us to the digital dollar or they have to roll out XRP or whatever that digital rail system will be very quickly. And I don't think they're quite ready yet, but I do think this signals the end of the SWIFT system in banking. I think it signals the end of the regional banks. I think they're going to get crushed in this banking crash. And they're going to disappear. I think it's a centralization of all forms of money in the forms of central bank digital currency. I think the transition technologies or existing technologies in this system, as they begin to replace them from the inside out, they replace that foundation of central bank digital currencies. I think the bank crash happened too early and they weren't quite ready and they're panicking. And that's why the response by the Fed and the Treasury. And I think they're trying to stop a global run on the banking system because they're not quite ready yet. I think they're getting there and they know where they want to go, but the technologies take time and they got to test. You know, it's like you, you roll things out after you beta and, and alpha and beta test, right? So there's somewhere in beta testing for the system. They're not quite there, but they're getting close. But I think Russia getting out of SWIFT, they know what's coming in the West for central bank digital currencies. And they know this is their opportunity to separate and say, we don't need you anymore. And, and we have this opportunity because of Ukraine and the political stuff going on. That gives us the cover, the air cover to separate from you financially, Wes, so we don't longer have to use your system. We don't have to use SWIFT. We don't have to use your systems. And let's move over to a new system. So this is the birth of the multipolar banking system. This is the absolute crushing and the dissolution of the regional and free banking model in the United States. This is the ushering in of the central bank digital currency system using existing bank technologies that they're going to replace over time over the next generation because they know it takes that long anyway. And this banking crisis will usher in 
the new, if you want to call it B system or centralized uh, central bank digital currency system. And that's essentially where we're going. And I think Russia officially saying we're out of SWIFT for domestic transactions because we have our own system that we developed is them weaning themselves off of the banking, you know, teats and the banking elite families and saying we're finally done here. So don't underestimate this announcement by Russia. Them getting off of the international messaging system for their own transactions is a signal they're going to do it completely eventually. And it's a signal that people are moving more to the blockchain and the ledgers. And they're getting rid of these old anachronistic Western-based systems. And out of that, we're going to live in a multipolar world of regional currencies and big, uh, massive commercial banks, the end of smaller banks and credit unions, and the end of the free banking era. I think that that's what this signifies, uh, Russia dropping SWIFT for internal transactions. And I think it's completely understandable that they would do it, but I think it signals a new era in banking, and I think it's going to be tremendous. The poll ended up 74% said yes. Russia's dumping of SWIFT, at least internally for internal transactions, uh, does signal the end of the free banking era. I think you guys are right, and I do think we're going to have central banks take over. I don't see any super chats down there, guys. For questions, if you have questions, throw it in the chat real quick. And if I see it, I'll answer it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Andy Kazperzik, thanks you for joining. Frankendale Special, thank you for joining. Tree Climber is here. Caleb Fast is here. D-Worm, David Oatness, Soldier of the Cross Music. Everybody for being here. While we wait to see if you guys have any questions, I do have a couple of things to present. If you guys have a small business and you're interested in getting your business on the program, I do do this for free. Every week, if you guys are interested and you have a product, to try to help out small businesses across America. We're here. We have my good friend, Faye Jay, actually is a follower of ours. I met him originally two years ago in New Orleans at the New Orleans Investment Conference. And he gave me this really nice set of bottled wine, which was labeled Gold Silver Pros on it, which was really cool. I had bottled wine that was custom labeled Gold Silver Pros. And we displayed that at uh, New Orleans. It was wonderful. He does rebadged wine. He has access to some of the best wines uh, the best grapes and the best wines made here in Texas. And he can rebadge wine bottles for you. If you have an event at which you want to serve wine, a really nice event. We did. We served it at our special event in New Orleans. We had an after hours event that we served there and people loved it. The wine was great. He also has candies. You can see here, Faye J candy. He does regular candy and infused candies. I cannot advertise infused candies due to them not being legal in all states. So I'm not going to say another word about it. But if you're interested, you can call and it's up to you to determine whether or not uh, you can purchase that product. I will say nothing else on that. And again, I'm not recommending that product whatsoever. He does have it, has regular candies as well. One of the things I did with his candies is I had him custom label our candies and I took it to a special event we had in Denver last year and gave those away as a form of advertising. And it was awesome. So if you're looking at rebadged candies and wines for advertising and corporate events or just social events like your church, please reach out to Faye J here. You can reach him on his email at bagman1236 at aol.com or 903-278-8800. I've met Faye several times in person. One of the nicest gentlemen uh, went to his house, sat down with his wife. He's here uh, in the Northeast Texas area. Beautiful people, such a great guy, a good friend of myself and Ian as well, uh, and, and runs great, great businesses. He's, he's in his late 80s. He's still, I'm so inspired by him. He's late 80s and he works harder than I do in my 40s. And I'm like, how do I get my, production level up to him. He's such an amazing guy, such an amazing part of the community. Also, last advertisement for you guys on the station, Arc Silver, you're interested in getting silver or gold cheaper than anybody else. 
Uh, Ian at Art Silver does the lowest prices. He comes on our program. We'll have him again on Wednesday night. Stay tuned to the channel tomorrow. We're going to talk about the metals. He's got really interesting information about what's going on in the metals market. Stay tuned to that. We've seen a huge uptick in sales lately with the banking stuff. If you want to get a deal from him, he's still running it where he gives you a call or an email. Old school customer service. Everybody's been happy with this. Now, he did have a ton of orders the last few weeks because the deals we've been having out. He's caught up to all of those, I'm heard. He's still processing orders. If you want an order through him, just go to our website, goldsilverpros.com. Go down to the middle where it says ARC and click on this button for access deals. We've developed a special form for you guys. If you fill this out, it emails us and him. So we keep track of it. And you can uh, just whitelist this email and this phone number on your, your phone and on your email. And he'll provide you with some low cost silver and gold. He has specials all the time. And he does what he calls real genuine spot. There no is There's no bid ask spread. He uses the common determined spot price from a dealer he trusts, which posts it every a few seconds. There's no bid ask spread. That that's that spot price, whether you're buying or selling. And then he'll give you the, the the best deal on the market, pretty much guaranteed. He does that all the time. Reach out to Ian if you're interested in those candies and that wine. Reach out to Faye J. That information is on the program as well if you're interested. Um, and again, we don't offer financial or legal advice. So we're just talking about the banking system today, what's going to happen. I'll summarize. This has been the March 21st, 2023 version of Cowboy Metals Live Stream. We're broadcast from the great state of Texas and we take no BS. And today we talked about Swiss fall and how that's going to lead to the new central bank digital currency era, the end of the regional banking system, the end of the paper fiat dollars, the eventual end of SWIFT and how they're going to transition us all into that system without us knowing or even having the ability to complain or, or stay outside of it because they're going to use existing infrastructure to wrap it in to make it seem like it hasn't changed for us while they're continuing to change the guts of it as they go along. This is something that I think is extremely important that you guys know about. One, because it's a bit on the underhanded side because yes, they're telling us they're doing it, but they're not telling us necessarily why. But two, just so that you know to protect your family because at the end of the day, this system is coming. And what you do today, ladies and gentlemen, is how you're going to deal with that system in the future. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you, Tree Climber, for being here. Thank you, John Bethea, for being such a supporter of our channel and of our network. Uh, R.E. Gold for being here. Freedom for all. Uh, Eogan Casey, Neil Collishaw, thank you for being a supporter of the program. Everybody for supporting the program. We appreciate it so much. That's going to do it for the live stream today, guys. I told you we keep these a bit shorter. We're going to do that. We're going to have shorter, more frequent videos out for you. Uh, that's our promise. Of course, we've moved forward the weekly market wrap-ups to Friday where I can get them done so that you guys get the most timely information. Of course, those of you that were watching that on Sunday, you can still watch that on Sunday as well to prepare for your week. Thank you so much for joining the program. Thank you for all the supporters. Uh, and that will do it for this time. Until next time, Rob Keens with Gold Silver Pros.